If you love the blue and white like we do, and you like to stay up to date on what's going on around Ripley High School athletics, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and turn on your notifications. Another great episode of Viking 360 this week, packed with happenings around dear old Ripley High. We start by looking back at last week's action on the gridiron, where the Vikings upended the Marietta Tigers to improve to 3-1 and one on the season. One of the players who has been instrumental in the Vikings' early season success has been sophomore sensation Joey Ramsey. I had a conversation with him, as well as uh, the, probably the hardest working man at Ripley High School right now, Ripley High Athletic Director, Steve Lowe. Rube, who did you have this week? I had a chance to talk with uh, two Viking junior athletes, uh, Jake Harvey from the uh, Viking soccer team. He had a big game this week against uh, arch rival Ravenswood and uh, cross country runner Chase Pepper. He's ranked among the top 10 runners in class AAA in the state of West Virginia. Last Friday night, the Vikings improved their record to 3-1 on the season and also inched into the Class AAA Top 10 with a 28-26 victory over the Marietta Tigers. And the Vikings got on the board after a uh, Viking defensive stand. They forced a Marietta punt. And then the offense got on the board with an impressive run by sophomore Joey Ramsey. I remember that play. He was literally dragging a Tiger into the end zone. Pistol, give to Ramsey, right side, cuts it back into the secondary, 30, 25, 20. 15, 10, 5, dragging a tackle into the end zone, touchdown. Joey Ramsey from 41 yards out into the end zone, and the Vikings grab an early lead. After Joey's 41-yard touchdown run, Carter Cochran connects on the extra point. The Vikings led 7 to nothing with 7.32 remaining in the first quarter. And Rube, exactly 13 seconds later, Tony Munoz on the kickoff took it 96 yards for the Marietta Tigers. Nice kick angling toward the far sideline. Munoz going to grab it off the hop at the four. Here he comes cutting it back outside up the far sideline. He has running room. It's off to the races. And he is gone, Jeff. No one's going to catch him. He's going to take it 96 yards for the Marietta touchdown. And all he did was give us the old okey-doke. He looked like he was going to bring it into the middle of the field. He stutter-stepped, turned it back up the far sideline. And once he did that, it was all over. The extra point kick was blocked by Vikings senior Caden Hall, and the Vikings held on to a 7-6 advantage. That's when Joey Ramsey quickly answered with a kickoff return of his own. It was a real game changer. Deep to return for the Vikings, Ramsey, Myers, and Miller. Kick angling right toward Ramsey. Ramsey's going to catch it at the 13, cross the 20, 25, 34. Head of steam, here he is, 40, 45, midfield, foot race, 30. 25-20, Caitlin Lawrence connects on the extra point after the Ramsey kickoff return. The Vikings increase their lead to 14-6. That lead was protected by the Viking defense when Elijah Miller made this play in his own end zone. Looks like a receiver moved early, and they're going to throw it to him. Munoz. They're going to float it up far side, and a nice play intercepted. It's Miller with it. He'll bring it out of the end zone. He, is, he thought twice about it, 
wanted to put a kneel on it, and then he had to bring it out. But the Vikings are going to have it at the four-yard line, Jeff. He deflected the ball, caught it midair, and there is a turnover the Vikings really needed. Yeah, you, you can understand the excitement in the young man as he made a great play picking that thing off. And then a little indecisive uh, and gets the ball spotted deep in Viking territory. But it is Viking football. Big play by Miller there on the pick. And Brian, one of the huge plays of the game was a defensive stand by the Vikings late in the second quarter. Here's how it sounded on C98. Gerber in the pistol. Drops back looking to throw. And all out blitz. Gerber in trouble. He's brought down. Back at the 15. Matthew Moore in there along with Joyner. I think... Colton Pepper in there on the initial contact. After both teams failed to score in the second quarter, a 43-yard kickoff return from Joey Ramsey set up this Caden Hall third-quarter touchdown. So Hall gets it this time, looking to get the edge, still on his feet, pushing forward into the end zone. Touchdown for the senior. And he just had no quit in him that time, Jeff. He was not going to be denied that six points. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot there, Brian. He got hit behind the line of scrimmage. He broke away from the initial contact, continued to drive. He was hit by two or three uh, Marietta Tigers, but was not going to be denied the end zone. Into the score, 20-6. to six. Vikings extend their lead. Carter Cochran connects on the extra point kick, and the Vikings had increased their lead to two touchdowns. Marietta, however, answered on their next possession with a nine-play, 67-yard drive that spanned four minutes and ten seconds to pull them back to within two scores. Vikings weren't finished as they answered with an impressive drive of their own, this time a ten-play, 55-yard drive that took four minutes and 25 seconds. Third and 13, uh, 35 seconds to go. Big play here for the Vikings. You don't want to take a sack or a loss uh, and get yourself out of field goal range, but... uh, Let's see what Coach there uh, and the coaching staff has drawn up. Stevens in the pistol. Hall behind him. Here comes Ramsey. Orbit motion. They're going to throw. Looking. Throws it back. It's Ramsey. In the end zone. Touchdown. Great throw and a great catch on a play that was defended fairly well by the linebacker out in the flat. Great play design, Jeff, and great execution. Perfect throw uh, that time by Stevens as Ramsey with that speed got behind the uh, defender, Ty dropped it in there perfectly. You could see him as he uh, ran that route coming out of the backfield. And uh, great play, great score by the Vikings. Caitlin Lawrence extra point kick was good, and the Vikings led by 16. Two fourth-quarter TDs by the Tigers brought them back to within a two-point conversion of tying things up, and then the Viking defense stepped up one last time. He's going to run with it. He keeps it on the zone Reed, and he's going to walk into the end zone. Two-point game now. The Vikings lead it. And that was a great play by him to read the defensive end crashing down, Jeff, and he could walk into the end zone. But you said it at the end of that run, two-point lead. They still have to make the two-point conversion. 4.20 to go. Vikings lead 28-26 as Marietta setting themselves for the two-point conversion to try to tie it up. Gerber now shifts Bartlett to his left in the pistol. They're going to throw it. Same play. Overthrows Munoz. And they had him. They tried to do that again from the left side. It just wasn't there that time. The Vikings hang on to win a thriller at Death Valley Memorial Stadium last Friday night by a final score of 28-26 to over the Marietta Tigers. The Vikings increased their all-time lead over the Tigers to two games to one. 
And Rube, right now we uh, no game this week as we were slated to play St. Albans. That has uh, been taken off the schedule right now. We are slated to play at Greenbrier East next Friday night. But right now, who knows? You just kind of have to remain patient and see what happens uh, Saturday night, I guess, at 5 o'clock. Well, we'll be sure to let everybody know just as soon as we know something. And uh, it, it could be interesting. We could be adding another game early in the week. We'll just have to wait and see. He's a busy man these days, but Ripley High Athletic Director Steve Lowe took a few minutes to visit with Brian Johnson to talk about these challenging times. Hey, welcome back inside Viking 360, joined now by maybe the busiest man at Ripley High School, the Athletic Director, uh, Steve Lowe. Coach, uh, just another year, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of what the terms I would use for it. <laughs> uh, tell me, uh, man, you've been dealing with this uh, scheduling and, and student-athletes kind of being uh, hung in, in uh, limbo really back since March. How uh, challenging has that been as, a, as an athletic director? Well, I think the biggest thing is you want to do what's best for your school. You want to do what's best for your athletes. And that is probably the hardest thing about the job. You know, you want to make sure that you get games in. You want to make sure that you know, your kids are enjoying their high school career. I think that's the, the biggest. You, you've you got, you know, all these different sports that you're juggling and all of these uh, changes in, in schedule that you're juggling. Uh, do you ever just wake up in the morning sometimes and want to stay in bed? <laughs> well, there's, there's a lot of it since uh, we left in March, you know, when baseball and stuff was canceled, but you know, recently we've just had so many things that, that went on with the new color system and, you know, changing things right away on Saturday night at five o'clock, myself and uh, Mr. Frazier at the school making changes. Some days we're making eight to 10 changes in one week. Do you just kind of have to take it, not, not even day by day coach, but minute by minute uh, and just kind of uh, doing, uh, dealing, I guess, with the hand that you've been dealt at that very moment. Yeah. And it's basically that, you know, we kind of plan, you know, on Saturday and Sunday, we sit there and plan out the week and make sure we have transportation and, you know, confirming with the other schools, but, you know, Monday rolls around and, you know, something happens or Tuesday rolls around. So every day is, is a challenge. Um, because the, you know, what we want is the safety for our student athletes. Coach, we, we pay uh, most attention to football, and, and, you know, sometimes that's not fair. But when we when we compare to uh, what's going on behind the scenes, especially like a week like this week where our, our scheduled game has been canceled, you know, schools are calling, looking for games. You're calling other schools looking for games. Uh, it has to be extremely chaotic uh, well, trying to iron all that out. I think, you know, when we start, as I said, when we start on Saturday night, you know, sometimes we have an idea of, you know, where the schools are going to be just due by the number or the color system. So we'll make phone calls to all these different schools and say, hey, you know, are you interested? You know, if our colors are the same, would you be interested in coming to play? You know, and the past couple of weeks we've had teams that are available and then things happen right at the end and we've ended up having to cancel or, you know, we have to reschedule. So we're looking always looking ahead and we always try to look at least two weeks in the head uh, with the sports. 
how difficult has it been on game day uh, when you can only allow family members, certain family members into the uh, stadium or the arena, wherever uh, the Vikings may be playing, uh, just knowing that, number one, uh, family members aren't getting to, to go, not all of them anyway, and then also uh, such a loss in revenue uh, really puts a strain on you as well. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing is, you know, we want the families there. We want grandparents there. But we also want to make sure it's safe for them to be there. You know, and I think that's one of the biggest things. And I know we, we've had parents and grandparents that aren't very happy they can't attend, you know, those events. But I think, you know, overall we're doing okay. It's, it's something that every school in, in the state is going through. You know, some of them have lost more revenue than we have. But, you know, we try to go through and uh, make each game count and make it great for the student-athlete. This Viking football team is off to a great start. They're 3-1 and one right now, not knowing what the future holds. Uh, if there is a playoff at the end of the season and teams all have different numbers of games, how is that going to work itself out? So if the Vikings right now 3-1, and one, they're in the midst of uh, making a playoff push but you, you really just don't know how it's all going to shake out. Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing is, is we rely on and we have to look at the numbers that the secondary school puts out for us, um, their numbers and percentages. You know, look at number one in AAA right now is University High, and they've played one game, and they're number one. And I think right now I think we're 12th, 10th or 12th uh, in today's polls. And I think the biggest thing is, you know, we have to play our games. We have to win our games. And whatever falls through, falls through for us. There's been a, a talk about possibly uh, with Kanawha County opening up this week, games are going to open up for those Valley schools later in the season. So that's also something I'm sure that maybe you've thought about or planned for in case some of our games down the stretch get canceled. Yeah, right now, Kanawha County over the next three weeks are actually going to be playing each other, kind of like a bubble area um, for home games, definitely for football, volleyball, and soccer. Um, they've actually – their schedules are already made up for them. Of course, tomorrow night, uh, the eight Kanawha County football teams will be playing each other. And so, you know, we're looking at, you know, seeing how this falls out. Uh, soccer sectionals actually start September, or excuse me, October nineteenth. So we're close to starting uh, tournament play. Coach, uh, thanks for taking the time. Best of luck to you uh, throughout this whole process. I know uh, you've done a tremendous job, you, Coach Frazier, and uh, all the people behind the scenes. And probably don't get enough credit for it, but we thank you uh, for all your hard work and, and try to go get some rest, man. I know you, you have to be tired. I appreciate it, Brad. Thanks a lot. He's leading the Vikings in scoring, and he's only a sophomore. Joey Ramsey sits down with Brian Johnson. Welcome back inside Viking 360, joined now by super sophomore Joey Ramsey. Joey, thanks for being with me, bud. Thanks for having me. Hey, man, uh, what a start. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't think you could script a better start to your sophomore season uh, coming out with a bang up at Buckhannon Upshur with, uh, I think, three touchdowns in that ball game, two on the ground, uh, one on defense. Uh, can you believe that the start you've gotten off to? I mean, I mean, I know I'm capable of doing this, but it's just it kind of seems surreal because I've really looked forward to this my whole life and playing football since I was five years old, and it really means a lot to me. 
We talk about playing since you were five. Uh, Ty, uh, Viking quarterback, you guys are pretty close, and uh, you guys have played a lot of football together, and both of you look uh, look like seasoned vets, man. I mean, it look like you've been playing uh, at this level together for a long time. Yeah, we used to play, and his dad was coach, and my grandpa was coach, and we've been friends for a long time. So, Tell me uh, – what what do you like best, man, offense or defense? Because you've excelled at both. Uh, you've scored about every which way possible besides maybe kicking a field goal. <laughs> you've you've caught touchdown passes. You've ran them in on the ground. You've uh, intercepted passes, ran those in for touchdown. Uh, I know you're on the field the most of the game, but what's your favorite part? Uh, I'd say offense, really, because I, mean, I, just, I just like scoring, honestly. <laughs> What's it like being back there with Cade and the senior leader? You guys uh, are really a, a good pair together. Yeah, I mean he he's really he's a veteran, but I'm I'm the young guy. He kind of takes me under his wing, and we get it done. You uh, you're a tall guy for a tailback, so you run with a pretty high pad level. But you seem to really like to dish out the punishment too when you get that opportunity uh, to lay a shoulder pad into a safety or a cornerback. Yeah, I really I really I don't shy away from contact. I mean. It's part of football, so. Joe, it's been a weird year, man. Uh, you know, this is the second week in three that uh, the Vikings will be off on Friday night. How do you maintain uh, that level of play from week to week, you know, not really knowing what's going to happen? I mean, we just go out on the field and practice hard every week and stick to the game plan, and we play the games we get to play and go from there. You guys uh, – Making a push, man. I think you're, we're ranked 10th, I believe, this week. The, the, the Sandys came out today. I mean, we're right in the thick of a playoff push. This team likes to play football together. How much fun has it been to be a part of this team? Oh, it's, been, it's been wonderful. I mean, that was one of our goals was to make the playoffs. So, hope we can continue to win and get that done. All right, Joey. Best of luck the rest of the way, man. And congratulations on a great start. Uh, we look forward to seeing what, what's next for you. Yes, thank you. The latest cross-country rankings are out, and Ripley High is well represented. The Lady Vikings are currently ranked number two in Class AAA, trailing only Morgantown. Individually, Lady Viking freshman Ellie Hossefluke is ranked number two, and Viking junior Chase Pepper is among the best in West Virginia after a strong finish in last weekend's Park Invitational in Wheeling. Consistency is the mark of any good athlete, and... That is certainly the case with Viking Junior Cross Country runner uh, Chase Pepper. Chase, another good uh, consistent uh, uh, placement up at Wheeling this past weekend. Tell us about it. Well, it was a good race I had this weekend. Uh, started out too hard because, I don't know, I just felt good at the beginning. But I didn't do too bad. Tenth place. And speaking of tenth, you were currently ranked in the top ten in the state of West Virginia. What are your thoughts on that? feels pretty good to be top 10 in West Virginia. And you're getting to the point now where the season is beginning to wind down. I understand we do not have uh, an event this weekend, but getting ready for that uh, gearing up for the regional competition. So what happens to your training between now and the regional? I usually try to pick it up and go way harder than I have the most of the year to get ready for regionals. Okay. Well, Chase, congratulations and good luck in those regionals. Well, thank you. Lady Viking soccer currently stands at 6-5 and five going into Tuesday's match with Sissonville. 
Meanwhile, the Viking boys team posted a big victory this week against Ravenswood thanks to five assists from this versatile player. Our guest on Viking 360 is Viking junior Jake Harvey. Jake, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. And uh, the Viking soccer team had been having a, a little bit of tough time, but bounced back in a big way. Tell us about the game. Well, we, uh, we played good from the start, um, moved the ball well, and uh, we finished a lot of our crosses, and we played well the whole game. So I was proud of that. And of course, Jake, you're talking about a nine to nil win by the Vikings over the Red Devils. And I guess I had to, to feel good to defeat a rival team that way. Oh, it's always good to beat Ravenswood. Always good to beat Ravenswood. I think it brings the best out of us when we're playing against our rival. And Jake, you were telling me that uh, you are certainly no newcomer when it comes to soccer. You started playing about the time you could walk. Yes, sir. Uh, played it ever since I could pretty much rec league all the way up to high school. Played on uh, a few travel teams and continued to love it, so kept with it. And against uh, the Red Devils, you had uh, one goal, but probably more uh, impressively, you had five assists in that game. Tell us what was going right for you and for the Vikings. Well, they, uh, they left the left side open. Uh, pretty well so I just carried the ball down and uh, worked my way to pretty much to the end of end line and I would cross a negative ball back in and my teammates uh, Ian and Max they did a very good job of finishing yesterday um, so that was that was great. Now Jake uh, we're, we're heading down like the final uh, the final third of the season uh, so to speak so what do you think that this Viking team is capable of accomplishing uh, for the rest of the season? Well, based on our performance yesterday, if we continue to play like that, um, I don't see anyone in the state who can stop us. We just got to keep our cool and play like the team that I know we can play like, and uh, we'll surprise a lot of people. And Jake, you were telling me you're liable to, to find your number at about any position out there other than goalie. Uh, you're pretty versatile when it comes to, to playing soccer. Uh, yes, sir. I. I don't mind playing anywhere, I just like to play. We've been talking with Jake Harvey, a junior member of the Vikings soccer team. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Viking golf season wrapped up on Wednesday at the West Virginia Golf Championship in Wheeling. Davis Haynes, a great showing, a total of 163. He shot an 83 on Tuesday, followed up by a 80 on Wednesday. That ranked him among the top eight players in Class AAA. He earned a spot on the all-tournament team as well as the all-state team. Andrew Manley, a good showing. He shot a 92 the first day and then shot an 81 on Wednesday for a total score of 173. Congratulations to both of those guys. Remember, for all the news on the blue, go anywhere you can find podcasts, search Viking 360, hit the subscribe button, and turn on your notifications.